Hello and welcome everybody to another SF Live episode. This is episode 122. In a few short seconds, you or we will be joined by Alan Carter. He's the president and CEO of Cabral Gold. We're going to be talking about their deposits in Brazil. Quite exciting discoveries they made in early January. Deposit number three was discovered, so we're going to quiz them on that. But before we switch over to Alan, make sure to follow us on Twitter, follow us on YouTube. You know the spiel. Leave a comment, leave a like, but also hit the alert button. That way you get notified when we go live with another company introduction or a breaking news special. You won't miss it that way. Also, use the YouTube chat function. Use the hashtag function on Twitter. And the hashtag assigned for this one is AskCBR. And uh, we'll be taking a close look at Twitter and YouTube and the chat here to make sure your questions get answered. Now, let me allow or let me switch over to Mr. Alan Carter. And uh, Alan, it's great to have you on. How are you? Nice to be here, Kai. Very well, thanks. Yeah, I hope you started off the new year well. I'm going to be asking that question for another five days, and then uh, 2020 is off. Uh, 2021 is off and running. And uh, let's let's start with a recap, though. How was 2020 for you guys? Give us an overview of Cabral, and then we'll dive into some details. Well, Kai Cabral Gold is a, a gold exploration development company uh, listed on the TSX Venture Exchange in Canada. As you said, we have a gold project in Brazil. Um, right now, we have a, a resource that com is, uh, comprises just under a million ounces. We have two deposits. We think we've just discovered a third. Um, we think there are multiple deposits within a district. It is a district uh, play. Um, and, um, and we're in quite a special part of the world. We're in northern Brazil in an area called the Tapajos, which is the site of the world's largest gold rush in history. There was 20 to 30 million ounces of placer gold. That's all alluvial gold that's been eroded into the streams over millions of years. 20 to 30 million ounces was recovered um, during the 1980s, and, uh, and we're on a hunt for as much of that gold as we can find. Our project was actually the richest placer camp during that, that gold rush. So uh, if the historic placer uh, gold production is any guide, um, you know, we think that we should get a lot more hard rock gold. We've got a very aggressive drill program going right now, 25,000 meters. We've got two rigs on site, so um, so we're very busy. Yeah, sounds like it, definitely. And uh, run us a bit through the history of the project. How did you acquire it? How did it, become, how did it fall into your hands? Uh, this project, Kai, um, you know, uh, we flagged it because it was such a significant um, placer gold producer. It's got an enormous footprint. Um, there's two million ounces come out of the streams in just our area, and and there's probably another two million ounces just fine gold still sitting in the sand and gravel that wasn't recovered by the old timers. So it's got a very large footprint. And to put this in sort of some sort of context, El Dorado Gold has an advanced project right next door to us. Our claims are contiguous with theirs. Their project produced 200,000 ounces of gold during the gold rush, so about 10 percent. Of the of the gold that was produced by in our area, so um, our area is ten times larger. So um, their project's much more advanced. They've got two point three million ounce resource, and uh, and we're targeting a, a gold project here of five to ten million ounces. Cabral Gold's only about three years old, just over three years old. So um, uh, the first uh, couple of drill campaigns in two thousand nineteen um, were um, a big success. We're targeting very much focused on the high-grade potential here. We already have uh, high-grade drill intercepts in nine now, nine target areas which are outside the two main deposits. And as you said, we think we have uh, discovered a third. So um, we've got a lot of work ahead of us. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. And uh, deposit number three was the one that uh, caught our attention, obviously, early January when we were looking at who, who, who should we talk to, right? And who who is of interest in the mining world right now and who made a discovery. So glad uh, you, you were able to jump on the program. Uh, run us quickly through the past drill programs. How many are drilled so far to get to that million ounces? 
Yeah, there's, there's 52,000 metres drilled on the project. Now, now uh, not all of that drilling is obviously within the, the two, two known deposits. So about half of that uh, amount is within the two known deposits. And Mashishi, we drilled for the first time um, in 2019, so about uh, 18 months ago or so. And we put about six or seven holes into an area that looked very, very similar to our MG deposit. MG is an east-west trending uh, zone. It's about two kilometers long, 30 to 60 meters wide. It daylights, and uh, we don't know how deep it is because it's open at depth. And there was a zone that looked very, very similar. We could see there was high-grade veins sticking out of the ground 500 meters to the north. There was a coincident east-west trending mag feature. Uh, we drilled some initial holes into it, as I said, in mid-2019 and got uh, very, very similar-looking rocks to what we got at MG. So it looked very, very similar. I think the best hole that we drilled in 2019 was about 60 meters at just less than a gram. But within that, there are some high-grade veins, which is uh, our principal target. Now, uh, we started following up and we stepped out. We don't know yet uh, how, how far this uh, deposit extends either east or west, and we certainly it's too early to have a resource on it. Um, so we drilled um, a couple of holes just before the Christmas break, uh, just over a month ago now, uh, on the eastern extent. And, um, and the first hole was a 75-meter step out for the most easterly hole. So it, it was quite a big step out to the east, and it came back running 35 meters at... Uh, or 34 meters, I think it was, at 5.4 grams a ton. So it was a, a very, very good, nice grade intercept. Um, and it was, that hole is actually three to four times better than the, 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 hole, the best hole that we drilled in 2019. Another hole that was drilled 50 meters further east also cut a good 20-meter zone. So um, uh, it, it looks, as I said, very, very similar to MG. We don't have a resource on it yet. We're, it's too early to say how big it is, but it's quite exciting. Yeah, like, and, and how are you targeting? Are you the first like greenfield explorer on the project, like doing proper exploration work, or has there been any historical information that you're basing your targeting on? There's been some historical work done in terms of soil sampling and some drilling um, that was done previously. I was involved in that. We had a company called Magellan Minerals that was subsequently acquired by Anfield and merged into Equinox, and this project was uh, cut out. Uh, prior to that acquisition. So there has been quite a lot of work done um, and there is quite a lot of work going on. Um, that We have a database here of about 15,000 soil samples. We've flown it with detailed airborne magnetics. As I said, we've got 52,000 meters of diamond drilling and several thousand meter, meters now of RC drilling. There's an extensive um, auger drill database with, where we're drilling down to about 10, 15 meters deep to get to the, the top of bedrock samples. So there's an awful lot of information to go on, Kai. This project, as I said at the outset, is district scale. It's got a very, very large footprint. It's very, very unusual. As I said, the footprint here is 10 times larger than our neighbor's uh, project. So it has got a large footprint. We think this project will have multiple, multiple deposits. Uh, we're already thinking about where deposit number four and five might be. And so the drill program that we've got currently going on, as I said, is a 25,000 meter program. We will drill over the next six months or so between 10 and 15 targets. Okay. Can I, can, uh, I, I'm going to interrupt you there for a second because I want to uh, start talking cap structure real quick before we talk about future. Um, sure. Just to catch us, get us all on equal footing there as well and get us all on the same playing field here. Um, so we wrapped up the historical part, and you, you already hinted at the what's happening in 2021 and gave us a bit of an outlook with the 25,000 meters. But before we do that, I'd like to know what the cash situation is and like run us through the cap structure real quick, just so we know whether you're uh, well-financed for it. 
we've got 120 million shares out or thereabouts, Kai, a little bit less. Um, we have no significant warrants. I think there's 244,000 warrants outstanding. Um, the um, cash position is about 6 million, just a little bit less than 6 million Canadian. So that drill program I was just mentioning is, is fully funded. Um, uh, I'm one of the largest shareholders in this. So, so far I've I've written checks totaling $1.7 million, which is an awful lot of money for me. And we've got some very good institutional shareholders. By the way, management owns about 17% of this. So uh, as I said, I'm one of the largest shareholders. I'm either the largest shareholder or the second largest shareholder. But we've got um, Crestcat, we've got Phoenix, we've got uh, RBC, RBC's Gold Fund, we've got a Cisco, we've got US Global, and a whole host of uh, smaller institutions um, so the institutional ownership here is about 39%. So, so, so yeah, that's that's basically the cap structure. Currently, we're well funded. Yeah, funded. yeah no, it sounds really interesting. And especially the institutional side sounds quite impressive. And uh, the last financing was at 12.5 cents. And now we're trading at 67 cents. Of course, people are in the money. And the financing was only this summer. Um, how are... I'm trying to phrase the question, like how, how strong are your shoulders in terms of like uh, using generating that liquidity? It sounds like the, the institutional side is not going to sell. Right, like I only saw Phoenix sell a little bit, but of course we all want to make money. But my, my question is like, how, how many shares of that twelve and a half million dollar financing do we have to fight moving forward? Well, I think there obviously has been some profit taking, as you said. The last financing we did in July was at twelve and a half cents. There was no warrant and it was non brokered, so we went out to we set out to raise two million dollars. We actually non brokered deal without a warrant. We got orders back then for about seven point five million. We actually cut it off at 4.2. Um, since then, we've had some warrants that have been exercised, which is why the balance is around about uh, $6 million. So we think we've got a very strong uh, shareholder base. Um, the company does trade. This is not a company that trades by appointment. We've got a very, very strong, active uh, retail shareholder base. I'm, I'm in contact with a lot of our individual shareholders um, on, a, on a very regular basis. So, um, you know, it, as I said, there are multiple catalysts for uh, this company going forward here in the short term. So um, and we're going to get to those just now. So uh, let, let's, let's talk about those catalysts. Of course, six million in the bank, 25,000 meter drill program. Um, let, let's talk a bit about targeting and distribution of those drill meters in the future um, and where we at in that program. Have you started? Have we started drilling? Yeah. So, yeah, 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 we've got two rigs operating right now. Okay. So, you know, there should be a constant flow of draw results, as I said, over the next uh, sort of six months or so, and, and, and probably well beyond that. Um, so th the important thing here, Kai, is that this district is about 15 kilometers east-west currently by about 10 kilometers north-south, and it keeps growing as we find more and more gold targets. 90% of the historic placer gold that was mined from the streams is unexplained. The two deposits and Mashishi as well probably explain about 10% of the placer gold that was mined here. So the question is, where is the other 90% of the placer gold being eroded from? And so we believe this project has the potential for multiple deposits here. Um, and, um, and, you know, we're going to set out to test that. Now, the really interesting thing about this project is, as I said, if you, if you leave Mashishi, the new one, on the side, there are eight other areas beyond MG, Central, and Mashishi where we've got some very, very good high-grade drill intercepts that we're going to be following up over the next few months. Just to give you an example, we've got the Mashishi Southwest area where we've got 3.4 meters at 36.9 grams. That 
will be followed up. We've got central southeast where we've got 27 meters at 6.9 grams. That needs, in a drill hole, that needs to be followed up. We've got Jeremoon Sema where we've got uh, 39 meters at 5.1 grams. And then a couple of kilometers to the, uh, to the north of that, we've got JN. JN has a new outcropping vein on it of 5.3 meters at 24 grams, never been drilled. So there's an awful lot of high-grade mineralization here. And, and that, and I haven't even talked about all the boulder trains that we're finding, um, you know, where we've got groups of boulders on various targets which are averaging multi-ounce numbers. So um, there's a lot to do. Yeah, you, you mentioned a, a lot of follow-up drilling. Is there a favorite follow-up target that you have where you're going to get dedicate maybe the most meters to or, or just trying to find it? Like my, my question is, like, are there any priority targets within that like massive list yes. of follow-ups, right? Yes. Yes, there are. Now, Mashishi was, I think, a priority for all, the whole team at, at Cabral, and and that that uh, you know that ranking that we all had uh, as as proven proven to be correct. Because as you said, we've just uh, pulled uh, you know a very good hole, thirty more four meters at five point four grams. Uh, beyond that, there are some exciting targets coming up. We're currently drilling about one hundred and fifty meters to the north on something called Mashishi Northeast, which looks like it could be actually yet another zone. We've only got one hole into it from 2019, but um, we've got drill results coming back on that in the next few weeks, probably the next week or two. Um, and then beyond that, I certainly have some things that I'm very excited about, particularly the area 500 meters to the southeast of Central. And our shareholders know why I'm excited about that, because we've got three or four holes down there. We've got a cracking golden soil anomaly. It's only 500 meters away from the uh, central deposit. And, and one of those holes cut 27 meters at 6.9 grams. So um, and then, you know, similarly to the northwest on that whole central trend uh, in and around the central deposit, there are some very, very good targets to the northwest, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's, there's a lot there's a lot of different targets here and we keep generating new targets at the rate of one every four to six weeks. So the drill program continues to evolve. The drill program that we set out to uh, to test and, and the targets that we set out to test at the, in, in, uh, in the third quarter of last year is, 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 is evolved. It's changed as new targets have, have, have uh, been discovered. Yeah, and uh, new discoveries, obviously a good point. And how, how many holes do you have in the lab and how are they guiding you right now? Like th those results or how are you being guided by pending results? Yeah, good question. Um, Look, as as you as you know, probably from some of your um, other companies that have been on turnaround times, the COVID nineteen pandemic is impacting turnaround times, and so we have to manage that. So uh, we have uh, we have several holes in the lab right now from this Mashishi Northeast target um, um, that is just one hundred and fifty meters to the north of where we drilled thirty four meters at five point four grams, and we've got several holes still pending uh, in an in an area called uh, India, which is brand new high grade mineralization on surface. We only discovered it recently, um, but it is taking longer. You know, um, some of the drill results are are taking longer than a month. So, um, okay. no, of, of know, course, the like, I, I'd be shocked if you would have said something else, right? And for, and a month is not even bad. Like that's actually record speed in North America, right? So, well, um, yeah, some of them are taking longer than that, but um, it, yeah, it, it has tacked on another couple of weeks uh, in, in in turnaround times. I mean, pre-pandemic, we you know two three weeks. Now four five weeks plus yeah so um since since you yeah. mentioned you brought up covid and i don't think we've had any uh, guests from brazil on on sf live in the past i just want to ask you like how has that impact your work down there like how are you dealing with the current situation how is the local community reacting to let's say you being present like cabral not you personally but uh, 
Cabral being yeah, present. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, we work out of a local village, um, a little village. It's um, There's about 500 people living in the village. We actually run the health post there, so we've been tracking the evolution of the pandemic. Um, we elected in April, back in April of last year, to shut our program down for three and a half weeks, uh, just, uh, just out of abundance of caution, really. Um, exploration mining is an essential industry in Brazil, so you can continue to work, but we shut the program down. We got back there where in July when we thought it was comfortable. As I said, we were tracking the evolution of the pandemic. And there, then from September to December, there were no cases recorded. So there were quite a lot of cases in the village um, uh, in, in the first wave. And what we're now seeing is a second wave coming uh, as we're seeing all over, you know, in Canada and Europe and, and, and other places. And, uh, and Brazil, northern Brazil is, is being impacted by the second wave. It remains to be seen how bad that second wave is going to be. But there have been several new cases in, in the last few days and weeks um, in our community. So, um, you know, we, we take as, ma as many precautions as we can. We test all our employees. We're testing people in the community. We're offering uh, health support. We've got uh, a part-time nurse that, that uh, administers the health support to the community. So we, we do as much as we can. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I really appreciate you like sharing that with us as well. And um, it, it is in everybody's head, right? So we, we got to do that. Um, I think we're pretty much at the wrap. I think we talked about a whole lot. Let's talk about Catalyst. That's, that's the last one. So Catalyst for me are big report, uh, reports, resource, PEA, PFS. Let, let's talk about a bit uh, business plan and uh, moving forward. So when can we expect a resource update for the area? And uh, how much drilling do you actually have to do to get to a proper uh, reserve, actually, that you can use even in a PEA or PFS? Yeah. Well, the catalyst for us, Kai, are really over the next six to 12 months of drilling. Drill results, new discoveries. And as you as you know, uh, most of the you get maximum value creation in companies of our size in our sector when you discover a new deposit. And so in terms of uh, uh, giving, you know, doing a PA on a next resource estimate, I haven't given any guidance uh, yet in terms of when we will be doing a resource estimate. Um, what we what we will be doing is when we are confident is that we've got a significant uh, step up on the current resource estimate. And I'm not talking 30, 50 percent step up. There's an awful lot of high grade mineralization that we drilled historically that's already not included in, in the resource system and that's before the current current drilling um but um the earliest that we would be updating the resource would be the end of this year um and you know a pa would be sometime after that and now obviously what we don't want to do is a pa on a two million ounce uh, deposit when we think we could have uh, five to ten million ounces here this is going to be like a lot of gold mines around the world where you have a central processing facility and then they're fed uh, from different open pits and sometimes underground operations within a within a you know a, uh, a limited radius. So I think there will be multiple uh, uh, mines feeding a central processing plant at at Kuyu Kuyu ultimately. But there's there's no point in us really doing a PA on on something that's you know small to medium sized gold deposit when when we we're of the firm opinion that we've got a very large district here. No, that makes sense, and I really appreciate you running us through that business plan because companies need to have a plan. Some some of them don't prefer to share it. Like, what's what's your goal, right? But uh, investors want to know, like, where are you taking things? Like, what's the idea? You're not drilling for the hell of it, right? So, and uh, no, there's got to be a goal, no, right? It's got to be targeted. So, I really appreciate you running us through that idea. Um, we got one question in actually on Twitter, and Martin is asking, uh, since the real Canadian dollar exchange rate is so good, why don't you bring in a third rig? Uh, 
Very, very good question, and that and that is very topical. Um, I would uh, I would encourage shareholders and uh, and our investors to to watch uh, watch this space. Uh, that is something that is is currently under discussion. We haven't made any decisions yet, and I can't comment further. But we want to get more aggressive with the drill program, Kai. We've got an awful lot of targets here. I mean, I've only mentioned that we've got eight targets with some previous drilling, but we've probably got in the order of 40 or 50 targets now outside the two deposits, and it keeps growing. So, you know, we'd like to be aggressive. We need more machines, we need a more aggressive program, and that means more catalysts and uh, uh, potential catalysts for the share price. Phenomenal. Um, to, to wrap it up, news flow next three months, drill results. When do you expect the next set to come out? Uh, I would expect the next set, set of drill results in the next week or two. Um, and then I think, you know, COVID permitting, and we'll see how, as I said, I will uh, couch all my comments. You know, we don't know how the second, how bad the second wave is going to get in our part of the world. But, uh, you know, I anticipate if we keep um, moving along at this sort of rate that we'll have drill results every two, three weeks, something like that. Um, and we'll see. Um, as I said, we're not testing one or two targets here. We're testing between 10 and 15. So, um, so it's an awful lot of news. Yeah, no, phenomenal. And I'm just double checking, so I'm not missing any questions. So I think we got all the bases covered. Really, really appreciate you joining us. That was quite informative. And uh, thanks for catching us up and being available. So much appreciated, all. Thanks for having me on, Kai. Yeah, everybody else, thanks for watching. This was SF Live episode 122 with Alan Carter, President and CEO of Cabral Gold. And really appreciate your questions. Thanks for following. Thanks for watching. And uh, stay tuned for more. And don't forget to subscribe to our channels, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, we're here for you. So hit the alert button. You'll get notified when we go live again with another update. Take care. See you tomorrow.